You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, December 9th. Tomorrow at high noon is the virtual employee appreciation party. I have no idea how it's going to unfold, but I'm excited to find out. Perhaps these words from Shakespeare will inspire us as we convene via Zoom. Joy, gentle friends, joy and fresh days of love accompany your hearts. And as Shakespeare was a man of letters, great wisdom and keen intellect, we'll be hearing from another such person in our next segment. Mark Herzberger is not the person to whom I'm referring, but he did catch up with Chief Information Officer Vince Kellen. This is Mark Herzberger, Communications Manager. Today I'm joined by Vince Kellen, our Chief Information Officer. Vince, welcome back to the pod. How are you? Good. Excellent. What has made you smile in 2020? Oh, my goodness. Well, for me personally, actually, uh, uh, my tomatoes in my greenhouse, they're growing well. So I'm very happy. That made me smile. Uh, Smile, you know, seeing how well everybody responded to COVID for 2020, that's really what has been a great point of satisfaction. So on that note, what are you most proud of in terms of what IT services accomplished in 2020? We moved very quickly to help with the teaching and the instruction, and that that was extremely important. So very proud of that. But also, we completed uh, the UC Path and the Oracle Finance implementations, among other implementations, right in the face of this, uh, which was also excellent. So I think those are probably the two biggest things that stand out for me. And with just the nine months of hindsight since March, how well do you think IT services and UC San Diego overall adapted and responded? What's interesting about this whole um, pandemic response, both for UC San Diego and nationally, is higher ed responded exceedingly well, uh, especially on the instructional side. Uh, Here we had research challenges and we responded well to that. Uh, So I think the university has responded extremely well. Uh, Pradeep has been masterful in pulling together a very large collection of administrators across all of our missions and getting us coordinated and moving so that uh, we could respond well. Uh, So I think the executive management uh, teamwork and and approach here at UC San Diego really sets us apart, no question. And again, with that hindsight, looking back, what was the biggest challenge or accomplishment that you can't quite believe was pulled off? Uh, Actually, I believed everything was pulled. I mean, I think we have a highly capable unit. We're able to pull it all off. Um, I thought that the campus as a whole was extremely capable with this. So nothing surprised me that we we pulled out. To me, everything was well within our capability. Uh, so I think we rose to the occasion and certainly well within our capability. On November 23rd, UC President Drake announced that each location could come up with its own financial mitigation plan, which I believe is what UC San Diego wanted all along. So how was that news received uh, among folks in the cabinet and what 
if anything happens next with respect to campus budget or any additional local type curtailment plans? Yeah, that's that's extremely important. Um, in times like this, the natural reaction for human beings is to, well, we all have to share the pain, right? But to serve our mission well and to serve our stakeholders well, we can't think that way. What we have to think about is what is the best thing for our students, for our patients, for our agencies we're doing research for? That's what we have to focus on. And in that regard, then you have to look at each campus, in the case San Diego, and say, what's working here? What's our strength? So the flexibility and approach, uh, certainly all the camp members were in complete agreement with, with Pradeep Kasla on that. And uh, fortunately, President Drake came in and reinforced that. So uh, I think that's extremely important uh, because each campus is different. Each campus has different audiences and communities we serve and uh, different financial profiles, uh, different strengths and weaknesses. And uh, I think it's far better to make sure each campus gets really, really focused on their community and doing everything they can to serve their community well. Uh, I am not a fan of uh, curtailments and furloughs. I think there's many things the institution can do before we start tapping into people's pay uh, as a solution. Um, now, fortunately, we're dedicated here to not doing layoffs or, or keeping them as absolutely tiny as possible. And Pradeep is completely dedicated to that as is the entire cabinet. And we have the strength to do that. Other campuses might not have the strength. Uh, so uh, again, I think you start with the audiences we serve, the communities we serve, and you work back from there in terms of what needs to happen to adjust to the response. We're in strong financial shape. Yeah, there'll be difficulties and issues, but we have a lot of cleverness in the uh, cabinet uh, and a lot of intelligence on this. And so, uh, and a lot of foresight being applied. So uh, there's no other place I'd rather be in higher ed land than here, quite frankly. And um, I would think that our 2020-2021 budget is, is fairly settled, but what's a scenario that could yet impact it positively or negatively? The number one scenario that would affect us are tax uh, collections with at the state level. That's really the number one case. So. But fortunately, it looks like tax collections are doing a little better than they thought and not as bad as they thought. Uh, so, you know, we'll just have to watch that year over year. This could be a lagging indicator, uh, meaning uh, the year after this year will be the more interesting year for the state. But we'll see. We'll just have to watch it. You know, I can't control these things. So they're out of my control. Uh, they're out of all of our controls, quite frankly. So uh, I don't really worry about that. I just worry about do we have the capability to absorb what the world throws at us? And if we think we're good, we should have that capability. And we do, we have that capability. So we've implemented some technical innovation to adapt, um, come to mind, adding barcode scanning to the mobile app for the COVID test and making some computer labs virtual. Some of these you know, COVID response implementations, which do you think uh, will be permanent or long lasting? Well, many of them, I think, are going to, many of these things we've responded to are going to be long lasting. I think the uh, barcode scanning is, is here to stay, it's useful in so many other ways. Uh, I think the remote labs is here to stay, uh, although it'll be blended with an on-premise approach because it's so useful for students. I think the instruction um, and remote instruction is here to stay, although we'll again 
get back more on campus as time unfolds here in time, but I think it'll become a part of our repertoire. So I think we pick things up very quickly in terms of skills. I think this flexible work arrangement is also here to stay uh, for the institution. A uh, lot more thought. We're putting a lot of thought into that as administrators, um, part of a actually a couple of task force just on this topic alone. Uh, so I think that's here to stay. So I think most of these things are here to stay. They'll just be tools that the institution will use to uh, advance its mission and do what it needs to do. What can you tell us about the outdoor classrooms, such as when they'll be ready for use and what kind of like AV or network installation uh, we would have installed? You know, the outdoor classes to me are pretty amazing. Um, in fact, that's one thing that makes me smile too. I mean, it's like we're going back to ancient Greece here where everybody's outside listening to the, you know, the instructor. But it's been a necessary response. It's actually a good one because it takes advantage of our weather here that we have in San Diego. It's hard to do this in, you know, in the Dakotas or in Minnesota, but very easy to do here. So uh, uh, we've got a number of them that they're being used. The technology in there seems to be doing well. I've heard some good things from some of the instructors and certainly from our staff about it. It's really not ideal compared to a classroom, but you know what? Uh, a good student can learn anytime, anywhere. And we got a lot of good students. So I think these students uh, are very capable here. And so I don't know if this will be a permanent feature of what we do but it's not an uncommon technique for instructors to uh, trot their classes outside for a bit, and that's okay. What are you hearing from faculty about their experience with remote class instruction? And do you think going forward, there will always be some sort of hybrid option? From instructors, it's a whole lot of work. So the transition was very hard. Uh, and so what I heard from instructors was a whole lot of effort. And Depending on the class and the instructional technique, the pedagogy, um, it, things will be better or worse for the instructors. So I think a lot of effort was borne by our instructors in this, ton of effort to get their courses online. I think a, a good percentage of those instructors will continue to use hybrid techniques like a flipped classroom, take the lecture, record it, make other materials available online and reserve the face-to-face -face conversation for, for very, very meaningful discussions and, and back and forth. Um, but all this varies depending upon the, the instructional content. Uh, you know, if you got a lab, it's a little bit different. While our in our bio, biological sciences, we've done a great job of trying to do things virtually and not relying on physical labs. At some point you have to you know, be in the lab with physical equipment. Uh, so what I heard from instructors was a heck of a lot of work, a lot of consternation, but a lot of goodwill and a lot of capability. And yes, I think some of this is gonna carry forward into the future. How is the COVID Notify exposure system performing? From what I can tell on the COVID Notify, everything's fine. I have it installed on my phone and it's configured on my phone and it's working. Uh, it has been adding some value. We do get uh, some people, students who get prompted to go get tested based upon it. We are leading the way for California on this. Our colleagues in health are uh, serving as a focal point for rollout for the state uh, of this app. So uh, I think it's a piece of it. It's, it'll be remained to be seen how much of a contributor it is. I went into this thinking it will help somewhat. It will not be a, a magic bullet at all. Uh, diseases in human beings are more complicated than that. 
but it would be a help. And it looks like that's the case. So we'll just have to watch as the weeks unfold here and we get more data and more uh, evidence on this. There'll be publications on this coming out too. Uh, our researchers and our uh, hospital administrators will end up writing about this at some point and sharing their knowledge with the community. What was the pathway for the UC San Diego community to be part of the kind of pilot program with the state? Some time ago, the state had started to talk with Google and Apple, who are California companies, by the way, yep. and about this. And uh, the state wanted to do a pilot here. And then we got involved along with San Francisco because of the leading nature of our hospitals. And so at that point, the state thought a, a north and a south pilot might be good. San Diego was chosen as a south pilot, San Francisco as the north pilot. Uh, so it, it kind of worked that way, you know, coming from uh, the state on out. Clearly, uh, we were doing some advocacy. Chris Longhurst was doing some advocacy uh, early on to uh, get UC San Diego positioned well in this, and that's been very successful. I would think that UC San Diego Health will be a major distributor of the COVID vaccine, and we probably need to you know, vaccinate the students in some way. So what technology applications do you think may be required from IT services, health technology, or health and ITS working together as far as vaccinations go? Um, with, with regard to that, unclear because so much of that infrastructure is already in place. Uh, it's really more of a logistics. How do you schedule and get people in? The I know I'm hearing that vaccines will be available beginning, uh, you know, end of next week potentially. Small amounts, so that's going to go to the you know healthcare professionals on the front lines first. So it'll take months before it really starts to uh, get out to the population at large. And of course, UC San Diego, along with all the hospitals in the region, will be uh, points of distribution. Presuming the mass vaccination um, occurs, when do you think UC San Diego would return to a normal state with 40,000 students on campus <laughs> and packed classrooms and so forth? Yeah. We're, we're all, we're all, you know, every human being on the planet is thinking this. When are we going to turn to normal? I, I don't, I don't think that's a good way to look at it. And it's not saying I want to set expectations low. That's not it at all. I think humankind will be very successful in fighting this virus. So I look at it as a process by which we will, ex, you know, get the virus out, see how the numbers work see how we continue to handle, you know, in-person, face-to-face settings and make adjustments and continually uh, adopt. So I think over the next calendar year, that, that process will be well underway. The real question I've been thinking is, how much will not be the same after all of this? And I'm hoping that the flexible work arrangements and some of the hybrid teaching things are not returning back the way they were, that they continue forward in a, in a more, in a direction that helps people out. So I think that's much more likely. In terms of living with the virus, I do think that uh, we'll have to see the efficacy of the, of the vaccine, uh, but assuming uh, that the efficacy of the vaccine matches what we know of other flu viruses, we'll be living with this virus for, as human beings forever. We will keep it at bay but it'll be a combination of uh, HVAC ventilation in buildings, a combination of potential wet mask wearing, depending upon outbreak situation, and then constant uh, vaccination growth over time. 
uh, that will you know start to bring us back to normal but um i'm more of thinking of what do i need to do to take advantage of next year and to do all the things that would be helpful uh, as we roll into into the next year versus oh my gosh when can i return back to normal your kids are uh, i believe in college or college age so with the the parent point of view in mind how does that impact decisions you make that affect you know the young people of uc san diego even though i've been through college quite a bit myself we often forget uh, as older adults what that means to the to the younger generation so uh definitely if you have uh, kids in college, you're very sensitive to their thoughts and feelings about their experience and why they're going. The 18 to 22 year old crowd uh, really does want to immerse themselves in a learning experience and a college experience. And so, you know, obviously as a parent, you stay sensitive to that. As an administrator, that's first and foremost on my mind anyway. So uh, yes, it just, it just helps remind you uh, of what this means to that to that group of people. And for everybody who services that group, this means a lot. So if I'm a small business owner and I service the campus here, that means a lot to me. So uh, you, you start to remember how, how important our physical facilities and our place is to the community at large. What does IT services need to do in 2021 for that to be considered a successful year? Well, I think 2021 is a kind of a regrouping year. I think that's necessary. We need to continue to advance what we're doing on, on all of our projects. Fortunately, we have a little bit of, of a window here because our student system project, while it starts in 2021, it will kick into high gear in the second half of 2021 and all through 2022. Uh, so we have a bit, I won't say a pause, but but kind of a regrouping. It's also a regrouping to continually evaluate what we did this year in response to COVID to tune and adjust what we need to go into next year. I think it's also critical for the staff to get to a reasonable schedule and get rest. We've all been first responding uh, for the last seven months or eight months now, uh, being first responders, some of us working excessive hours and we gotta give ourselves rest. And so I think this rest and renewal is really part of 2021. So if we come out of 2021 uh, a little more rested, a little more regrouped and a little more focused, I'd be very happy. And again, looking ahead to next calendar year for IT services, what are the opportunities and threats that you see? Well, the opportunities, the big opportunity we have is we have some new systems in place. We have our IPASS infrastructure, integration infrastructure, we have our data warehousing activity hubs infrastructure, we have our Oracle Finance Cloud, we've got Quali Research, we've got the Quali Compliance, we've got the UC Path, we've got all these things. We now have to grow into them. We have to monitor and measure and predict uh, their behavior now. And so I think for 2021, part of our regrouping is to learn how to manage these systems well to manage them better than we've ever managed anything in the past, to monitor these systems, to predict their behavior better than we've done in the past, and to automate like crazy wherever we can so we don't have to do as much manual work ourselves uh, in, in learning this. So we got, that's to me, that's a multi-year process, but next year is a big part of that learning process on how to do it. So my mind's already thinking, how do we get to certain forms of monitoring and measuring 
in these environments to not just know that something's wrong, but to predict that something might be wrong uh, so that uh, we can respond earlier. An earlier response is a more effortless response. When we respond to any system perturbation late, it ends up costing more time and effort on all of us. Uh, so I look at 2021 as the year of working smarter. What's a final message you'd like to give to the workforce of IT services for now? One, just hats off to everybody and, and thank you uh, for all the work from uh, this year. And congratulations for all the systems that came up during this time frame. We did, despite what people might hear in terms of kerfuffle and noise, it's very hard on an organization outside of ITS to absorb new systems. This institution has done extremely well. Uh, this institution has not had to experience a colossal system implementation failure that many other universities experience, uh, you know, where, where a very expensive ERP implementation starts, gets stopped, postponed for a year or two, and then tries to continue on. Uh, we have not experienced that. So our frame of reference is not necessarily similar to many of our peer institutions. Uh, so I'm just reminding everybody, we did phenomenal work top-notch top work, so uh, don't worry about the noise. And thanks for the tremendous effort this past year. And, uh, you know, just focus on now, instead of working hard, let's work smart. I view working hard and smart as a trade-off. I can, you know, do one or the other, both at the same time, but if I view myself as really, really smart, I find a way to work less hard and get more efficient in what I do and give myself a little more breathing capacity. That's really important because we have to step into innovation. And you need a little bit of mental capacity to do some of the innovation. And innovation and operations, how do we operate these systems in, in new ways that are much more efficient? Uh, so the, my final word is uh, let's, let's work smart in 2021 and, uh, and try to give ourselves a bit of a regroup. We appreciate the time, Vince. Thank you very much. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.